Okay, everybody. I'm so excited to have Tad Hargrave here and not only Tad, but also a group of my own clients who uh, have very graciously allowed uh, themselves to be recorded in this coaching experience. So yes, all of you watching this, this is going to be uh, a sample of what Tad does, one of the things Tad does in his uh, you know, programs, in his membership program, in his mentorship program, and just how he does, does it with clients. I think it's one of the, one of the things that re he's really, really good at, really genius at. Um, those of you who don't know Tad Hargrave, shame on you. How can you not know? Um, no, I, I've, been, I've been working with Tad for years now. We've been um, you know, sharing each other's stuff and you may have seen other videos that I've featured him on. But if you don't know who Tad Hargrave is, he is the uh, founder of Marketing for Hippies. Um, and he has, uh, he also is, check out his social media. He's got great, you know, great Instagram, great Facebook, et cetera. I'll link everything below, but he not only shares, um, you know, his wisdom in regards to business and marketing, et cetera, but also just, he's got really entertaining, um, you know, memes that uh, both are entertaining and, and, you know, bring some profundity, some wisdom to it. So I, I, I like that. Um, without further ado, Tad, we've got, we've got a whole list of, um, niche statements for you to, to kind of coach, coach us through. And so the, the goal, just to frame it, uh, we have, um, yeah, we're going to get through as many as we can. And these are short statements that, uh, my clients have submitted that, uh, describes their, their, their niche, you know, kind of what they do, who they do it for, et cetera. And, um, Tad's really good at, you know, kind of helping people through clarifying it. And, um, you know, anyway, I'm going to just, Tad, I'll let you take it away. Do you want to say anything before we get to our first person? No, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go for it. Um, I mentioned that Tara, you'll be first. So let me go ahead and bring the document up and here we are. So Tara Whitney, um, uh, I'll, I'll read it and then Tad, you can, or no, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you read it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I guide women in their forties and fifties that are tired of yo-yo dieting, emotional eating, and believing their body isn't good enough to feel free and peaceful around food and trust their body. First of all, Tara, this is beautiful work. Thank you for doing it. I wish it weren't needed. I'll probably, I could probably say that for everyone here. Um, Here's what's really good about this statement. So we know it's women, clear, in their 40s and 50s, so that's clear. Uh, tired of yo-yo dieting, emotional eating, that's also clear, that's a good symptom. One of the ways we wanna articulate who we're trying to reach is what, you know, if your ideal client was on island A, you know, there's some problems, some symptoms they don't want, they wanna be on island B, there's some results that they're craving, articulating those islands is very important. So this is a great example of island A. Uh, we know the moment they're in, and this is a question I got from Jeffrey Van Dyke, very useful question, which is just what's the perfect moment for you to show up in their life? Because there's a moment, it's too soon. There's a moment, it's too late, but there's a sweet spot. There's a perfect moment. So what's the perfect moment for you to show up in their life? Okay, so they're tired. We know that they've already tried those things and now they're tired of that. Uh, and they're tired of believing their bodies isn't good enough. So this is one of the places I, I start to, I wonder, is this question, is that something they're thinking? 
And this is, it's one of the big questions in distinguishing what I would call point of view or your diagnosis from the symptoms. Because if they're lying asleep at 3 a.m. saying, I'm so tired of feeling like my body is not good enough, if that's what's happening, I would keep that here. But if not, it's, um, I, I would probably cut it. Or the question becomes this, what happens when somebody doesn't believe their body is good enough? And this can be really useful when you have something where you, you can see there's, you have a diagnosis. Okay, this is what's going on for you. You think your body isn't good enough. That's what's happening at the deeper level. But then you start to ask yourself, okay, if somebody didn't believe that, or not hypothetically when they don't, what are the symptoms that show up? And that's what guides us back to Island A. Yeah, and this may, you may see this in other examples today. You look at the diagnosis. Okay, with that diagnosis, what symptoms come? What are the things they would be experiencing? Uh, okay, and then uh, you help them to feel free and peaceful around food and trust their body. That's beautiful. So yeah, Tara, are they aware of this at all? Are they, I mean, do they have that conscious, I am tired of thinking my body isn't good enough? Is that what they say to you? Have you ever heard anyone say that? Or is that your sort of understanding? Yeah, uh, that is such a great question. I mean, they'll, they'll use language like, I hate my body. I feel like my body's really fat. It, it's, it's a constant and persistent dialogue generally that is just running through their heads all the time. And um, judging my body, comparing it, you know, it's like, it's, it's pretty all encompassing and, and they've learned to tolerate it. That's so, so it's this epiphany of, I've been tolerating this since I was 12 or whatever, middle What's school, it? whenever. What's it in that sense? Um, believing their body's not good enough. See, so this is, and this is the big question is, yeah. is it, one of the, the major questions is around what is their level of awareness about the causation, the actual causation of their symptoms or not. Right. Um, right. Because they might say to you, say, oh, so you have a belief that you're ugly. And they look at you and they say, no, I am ugly. Look at my body. Oh, you have a belief that you're too fat. What do you mean belief? I weigh myself. Look at me. I'm too fat. Oh, you have a belief that your body isn't good enough. Uh, obviously, I've been dumped because of this. You know, guys mm -hmm. aren't interested in me because of this. Of course, it's not good enough. I could try to lose weight and I can't. Something's wrong with my body. You know, so they look at you like you're crazy for questioning the belief because for them, it's not a belief. They're saying, in their mind, they're just saying, I'm reporting on the facts. And the facts are this. So this becomes, um, it may be that your bullseye client does get that. You know, one example was a, a, a client of mine in Victoria, where I'm at now, uh, Rachel Warrington, and she did healing work. And a lot of people came to her with these mysterious aches and pains in their body. Uh, they go to the doctor, naturopaths, they say, we can't figure anything out. And I said, um, you know, what, what's it about? Because she seemed to have a good record of helping people with this. That's often emotional stuff from childhood. And on a sort of intuition, I said, what, do they know that? What percentage of your clients come to you saying, I thought it was that. Secretly, I thought, I suspected. And she said, oh, a lot of them actually. So that became the headline. You know, hey, are you experiencing these aches, pains, symptoms uh, that are mysterious and persistent? And you 
secretly suspect that these might be caused by, you know, something in childhood. Suddenly you're, you're taking what would have been a point of view piece, but for them, if they're suspecting it, if they're aware of it, you can move it into the point of view. So I just, um, that's the question here is, is this point of view or is this um, symptom? So, so if I were to just recite what I'm hearing from you, I think what you're saying is that there's, there's a symptom that, that I'm likely missing and that what I'm describing isn't necessarily their point of view, but they have a point of view and it might be different from believing that their body isn't good enough. Like their, their symptom may be, um, see, this is when I go in circles because I feel like the symptom is that they choose to diet because the, they're trying to fix the problem that they see and so it goes in circles like that, but, yes. yeah. and I, and I can spend some more time with this, but I'm just curious, like, is that the, for, so it's the, what's sitting in front of them as they, that they see as it, as opposed to saying, oh, of course I know my body's not good enough. Well, okay. So here, let me, let me come at this another angle. Mm -hmm. So I would ask everyone to reflect on this as I ask this question. Um, this is a really poor question. Imagine this, you're, you're at the bar with a client, it's, th it's 3 a.m., you know, you've had some drinks and they look at you and they're bereft. Whatever the problem is that you help people with, they look at you bereft uh, and they say, and it, 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 so what's going on? Give it to me straight. Why am I struggling with my weight? What's that, or whatever that issue is that you all help people with. And they wanna know, it's plaintive. And they're saying, just don't pull any punches. Just hit me between the eyes with this. Why? And the cab's coming. You've gotta get them in their cab and you've gotta head your way. So you've got about 15 seconds now to just say, you really wanna know, here it is. Uh, yeah, so I would just invite everyone to write down, uh, you know, just uh, on your own, what is it you would say? And so Tara, what would you say to them? You're disconnected from your body. Yeah. Another way to put it would be you're completely living outside of your body instead of inside of your body. Uh huh. Yeah, so, so they're looking for the solution in the wrong place in a way. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I, could, I could see that being part of it. So part of the reason I ask is sometimes the niche contains the point of view. Part of, here, part of the trouble, I mean, Tara's picked one of the most crowded spaces in the world, you know, this weight loss thing. There's so many. And part of the challenge of this in terms of niching, because if your niche is your role in the marketplace, your role in the community, then what happens is people, they see a oh, weight loss next and, the, the, and even they see some of the things that Tara wrote of, hey, are you tired of yo-yo dieting? Seen it. Are you tired of this? Seen it. You, you've seen it all. So sometimes we have to come up with a very compelling thing. A woman in my mentorship program, uh, which I retired uh, a month ago, Ju Suzanne Kohlberg, I was speaking with her and I asked her the same question. Why do people struggle? And, and her answer is basically because people are overweight because they overgive. It's not that they don't know what to do but they're always, it's always, oh, the kids need this, my friends need this, so they never do any of the stuff. It's always mm -hmm. put off for somebody else. And so the, the headline became, 
Um, what if being overweight is a result of overgiving? Something like that. And mm -hmm. what's interesting is when she went to podcasts then, if she'd said, imagine this, she goes to podcasts, say, hey, I'm a life coach, want to interview me? Next. Oh, no, 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 no. more specific. I'm a health coach. Next, uh, more specific. I'm a weight loss coach, even still. No, 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 but I help people who are sick of yo-yo dieting. Really, I've seen it. But when she showed up and said, yeah, I'm a weight loss coach, and here's my take, is that people are overweight because they overgive. They, oh, that's new. Huh. So I just hear something in here, Tara, about they're looking in the wrong place. Like, so I can see something in the headline of um, they've been looking outside themselves. Yeah, I've said that a dozen times. Okay, so then, so I could just see yeah. weaving that somehow in, um, yeah. you know, and then there's a question to also consider is, you because that could just be a provocative headline, which is good. I mean, that, that which could grab attention and buys you time to like make a little bit of a case, but it also might be that they're silently suspecting it. Like, what if the answer isn't out here? It's that old story of why are you looking under that, uh, you know, the, that. Uh, lamp on the street oh i lost my ring where did you lose it oh in the backyard but why aren't you looking in the backyard then well the light's better out here you know they're looking in the wrong place for the thing so anyways i would just say that's a thread to to keep following to explore um and beautiful work thank you for doing it great thank you so much i appreciate it that was really helpful thank you thanks tara thanks tad all right so thank you and um, those of you who are here, whether you are here live and can chat and Zoom below, or if you're watching this and any other thoughts you have for Tara and, oh, yeah. and everybody else, please, please comment below because you just might have a, a, a perspective, a turn of phrase that really makes a difference for, for, for her and for others. So please go ahead and do that. Okay, let's, keep, let's continue on here. Uh, I'm just going to go uh, to the list and uh, let's see here. I'm just going to see if those are here. Okay, um, Eric's not here yet. So I'm going to go to Tia. Great. I think Tia's here. Yeah, great. Okay. Hi, Tia. Feel free to unmute if you like. And um, good evening. Hey, good to see you. Okay. And Tad, go ahead. Okay. Um, let me, sorry, let me get the, get the screen a little better here. There we go. So I offer holistic self-care tools for healing uh, complex PTSD and narcissistic relationship dynamics, blending ancient tools of Qigong and mindfulness, leading edge neuroscience to regulate nervous systems and transform trauma bonds. This is great. George, your clients are basically killing. I'm given sort of a, you know, a persnickety things here. Um, so the, do you work with the, both sides of the narcissistic relationship dynamics? Good question. So most narcissists are not looking at any sort of therapy or curious about holistic tools for anything. Um, but I do believe we're dealing with a spectrum. Sure. Narcissism, echoism, narcissistic empathy, it's all connected. And there is quite a range of tendencies. So yes, I am dealing with the whole spectrum okay but it's more likely that you're dealing with the person who's not the narcissist yeah the Pretty um, much. <laughs> but do you know why the narcissist crossed the road they thought it was a boundary <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes um the okay so i would probably suggest honing this to focus on that group and this is something just for everyone people we often 
there's, there's the fear of missing out. Oh God, if I just focus on this, I'll lose out. As if it's a binary. But as Tia said, there's a bit of a spectrum here. And another way to look at it is like a, a, a dartboard or a target. There's a bullseye and then there are the rings outside of it. So it sounds like the bullseye, the lowest hanging fruit, the easiest thing for you is you're in a relationship with a narcissist and you're trying to figure shit out. Definitely. And, but then one ring out could be, I'm in a relationship with these dynamics and I don't know which one I am. I don't know, but you, know, you see what I'm saying? There may be multiple, and maybe the, the furthest ring out, that it's not your aim, but you're really happy to work with them if somebody says, I think I'm a narcissist and, or have those tendencies and I really want to work on it. Um, so it's good to know who's the bullseye. Where, where are we going to focus it specifically? And then the other thing I might tweak here is because it starts off with holistic self-care tools. And I might just cut that entirely. Um, now, it's interesting because you have complex PTSD, narcissistic relationships. So um, is this the same thing in your mind or are these two different groups? They're completely connected. So yeah. people who grow up in trauma, they're really drawn toward abusive relationships. Uh, okay. So, so then I might just say, it could, I'll, I'll riff on, on a few possibilities. One is, uh, you know how there are certain people who are just drawn to abusive relationships um, and they can't even figure out why, but they just keep being drawn. Or it could be, you know, there's some people that are really drawn to abusive relationships and they're finally starting to realize this is this has to do with my childhood. The trauma I went through, the, the kind of uh, the emotional poverty that I endured. Oh man, that's why. And they're finally ready to deal with this because they're, they're tired of it. They're at that, that sounds like probably the bullseye. Somebody, of course, who's in that place where they're ready and willing to actually, you know, do the, but then again, the ring out of that might be, I think that might be true. I'm not convinced and I'm going to need some convincing that this is really about my stuff and it's not about them. And, and that's where um, a lot of what George is talking about, you know, this content that you create, this helping people get to know you a, a bit at a distance. That's where this comes in so they can build some trust. I can't even tell you how many clients I've had reach out to me. So I've been following you for years. But, you know, and by the time they reach now, they're ready. They just weren't ready before. So I would rehome this focused on the person who's drawn to those dynamics. It will grab them so much more because right now this is heavily about you, whereas this statement needs to be entirely about them uh, or most of them mostly. Um, so, and it's interesting because the holistic healthcare, health, self-care tool. So that's the boat for healing complex PTSD. It's Island A, but it's only Island A if they realize that's what's going on. If they don't realize that that's what's going on, it's your diagnosis. That's the difference. So if they come to you saying, I'm struggling with complex PTSD and it has me drawn to narcissistic relationships, that's one thing. But if they come to you and it's like, this is the fifth guy I've been with, who is this, you know, what the hell? And this is about, I know it. This is, he's my father. Every single guy, I think he's different and ends up being my dad or my mother or whatever. And I'm just trying to, and I, I'm just ready to, I'm sick of this, you know, um, there's that. And then, um, because then the thing is you say, 
when somebody says, what do I, God, just hit me between the, what do I need? You say, um, you, you need a lot of healing and self-care. <laughs> and you're going to need to regulate your nervous system. This is the most important thing. This is not an ideological thing we can fix. This is a neurological, biological thing that we've got to tend to. And as you heal that, a lot of these other things will, you know, you just won't be as drawn or attractive to them or, or whatever. So then you can uh, say that. So, I mean, yeah, how does that land for you? It sounds right. I hear what you're saying. I think even the complex PTSD is unknown to a lot of people. They don't know what that is. But if I say, are you experiencing anxiety and panic attacks in your relationship? They'll be like, yes. Do you find yourself in the same dynamic over and over where you're not getting your needs met and you're catching the silent treatment? I'll get 40,000 people drawn to that. <laughs> oh man, that's a hell of a headline. Tired of the silent treatment, you know, or a sub headline. Exactly. These are the, and by the way, these are, if you ever say, I don't know what I put in a headline, where do I find um, these kinds of symptoms anyways? I'll tell you where. First of all, go to amazon.com, look up any books on this topic and on the back cover, they've done it. These, these copywriters know what they're doing. So there's a bunch there, but even better, hit Google and search for quizzes and assessments. Uh, is my partner a narcissist? And you'll just see symptom after symptom. And then you can pick the ones that, you know, jump out to you the most or you think are the most relevant for your people. And it's really good. What Tia said, I don't know what the complex PTSD, would they even recognize that? That's the key. Because mm -hmm. if they would recognize it, it's like, oh yeah, all of them that come to me say, I know I've got that. Then it's in the headline. But if not, it's still on the sales letter, but it's lower. It's just not the first thing. You, you get to it eventually. And you say, here's why you're, you're, <laughs> you're having these anxiety attacks. And here's why you get the silent treatment. Why you're drawn to these you know, people in the first place is because you have trauma that you haven't recognized. And, here, and then you map it out for them. Here's what's going on for you. you know, and you just break it down for them. In the sales center, you can break it down. Here's, the, here's my point of view. Here's the whole thing. And as they read it, they say, oh, my God. That makes so much sense. Everything she's saying is mapping onto my experience, you know, uh, and, and that's where you build the credibility. The credibility mm -hmm. is built when you have something to say. The, I made a video a while ago called, was it, tell me something I don't know. That's what they want to hear. I mean, this is moving into point of view marketing, but they, they, they want to hear something they don't know from you. And uh, that makes sense of their experience. So anyways, Tia, thank you for doing this work. Again, yeah, I thanks, Todd. I really appreciate that. And great taking notes, George. Yes, thank you, George. <laughs> thank you. I try, I try. That's where the Oscar is going to go today. Oscar to George for best <laughs> taking notes. That's hilarious. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Tia. Thank you. Well, let's, let's continue on. Um, let's see. All right. I'm just taking a look at um, Bings is here, I believe. So uh, we're going to bring things on, things if you're able to uh, speak, uh, feel free to unmute. And good to have you here. Hi, everyone. Hi, Josh. Hi. Hi. Okay, hey, I'm just going to... Where are you based? From Singapore. Oh, great. Okay. Cool. Great. So, Dad, okay. take it away. Thank you. 
uh, for human design coaching, energy healing, and intuitive movement practices to help energetically sensitive women understand how to take care of their energetic selves so they can design a new business that feels sustainable and fulfilling. Okay, beautiful. Well, there's certainly a lot of women who would fit this description and, and uh, easily overwhelmed and, and, and uh, need this, need a, need a way to uh, do their life that's in alignment with, with who they actually are. So, so wonderful. Okay, so let's see. What I see is that Island B, the thing that they're really craving here is to have a new business that feels sustainable and fulfilling. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. So that's Island B. That's the, that's the craving is, boy, I really want this. Um, now, here's my question for you. Why don't they just go do it? If I was talking to one of these women, what if I just said to them, yeah, I mean, so just do it. Go create a business. You know, what's, what's, the, what's the problem? What do you think they would say? Or what do you think is going on that they don't? Um, so uh, I only have a few uh, clients so far. And um, what I've heard from them is that they are uh, in a job right now. Mm -hmm. And they, they saw one of the case studies that I did. And they were like, oh, wow, they can, uh, like, I can offer such information to them. So, so they are interested, they are intrigued. And so it's not really a problem solving kind of session, I guess. It's more um, providing information that will help them design their business. Yes, yes. Um, first of all, by the way, I should have said this at the beginning of the call. I, I know we're on the internet, it's an international crowd, and we're doing all of this in English. And so for all of you who are, who are uh, this is not your, your dominant language or your first language, just I'm grateful for your patience uh, and your willingness translating it. It's not easy. So for all of you, just thank you. Um, yes, it's, let me hone the question a little bit, Bings. Is, um, Still, why don't they do it? Why don't they just, why do they need you at all? Why do they need any help? Why don't they just roll out and, you know, you know, they see a case study you do and they say, hey, that's a great idea. I'm going to have a business. Thanks, Bing. See you later. I'm off to do it on my own. Why don't they just do that? I think it's because they're not happy at that day job. And um, it's got to do with how they feel overwhelmed and unsatisfied. Um, yeah. Well, they, so they, that's, that's why they want to leave the job. They're unsatisfied. They're overwhelmed at their job. Yes. Yes. So, but why don't why don't they leave the job? I think they're not sure how to um, design a business that. Um, suits who they are energetically because um, like being a solopreneur that uh, it's so much there's so much more freedom in how you design your your day your the, the structure your schedule and all that so um, I think having this information helps them to 
know what they need from for their self-care and how they how they can be service of service to others and um, and also have proper self-care so it's more sustainable. Beautiful. So so what I'm hearing is a lot of these women, at least so far, have been they have a job, they're unfulfilled, they don't like it. So that's island A. Island B is they've got a business that feels sustainable and fulfilling. One of the little tricks that we can add to any kind of um, a headline around this, I call it the, um, there's two frames you can add. One's called the even if frame and one's called the without frame. So the even if frame would sound something like how you can leave your job and create a, a sustainable, uh, fulfilling business, even if you have no idea where to start, even if it seems impossible, even if um, your family and friends would deeply disapprove, even if it seems like a financially ridiculous idea, all, you can fill in the blanks there, yeah? Because sometimes there is that, they look at it and they say, oh, I, I would, but, 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 you say, no, 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 even if that, you can still do it. Uh, even if you think that's for other people, whatever, however they would complete that sense. The other one is the, the um, without frame. And the without frame is that um, for a lot of people, there's a kind of, there's a fear of what they might have to do in order to achieve the result. That, so for example, I wanna uh, not be depressed anymore, I wanna be happy, but I'm afraid I'll have to be on pharmaceuticals for the rest of my life. Yeah, I really wanna lose weight, but I don't want a yo-yo diet. I really want to, um, I don't know, um, break this cycle of relationships, of being in narcissist relationships, but I don't wanna do 10 years of therapy or spend $20,000 on therapy or, or, or whatever it is. So you can then add that to the headline, you know, how you can create a business, you know, a really successful, fulfilling business, leave your job, stick it to the man, create your own successful business without risking your life savings, without, um, um, losing all of your friendships and family without um, going bankrupt, without whatever the fear is, that can be very helpful to add to that. Yeah, does that make sense? Uh, yes, still. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. So those are things I would just keep rolling with, but it's a very clear island A and island B. You know how these people are stuck in a job? They want a business? I help them do that even if or without this, and that'll take it a next step of, of, of clarity. Um, and because maybe I'm seeing they're energetically sensitive. And so maybe it could be without burning out and getting overwhelmed, could be the without. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even if you feel too, so sensitive, or even if you feel completely lost, and I can even see really tightening that bit about the sustainable fulfilling how to create a business that just fits you like a tailored suit, how to create a business that just fits you so perfectly. You know, it's like as if your job was some frumpy 
clothes that don't fit at all. It's a suit that you got from your grandfather and you're 13 years old wearing and it doesn't fit at all. And, but clothes that just fit you exactly, that express you, something like that. I could see coming up with some metaphor or some analogy for this where it's, um, you know, or you could say, you know, the kind of, because I imagine with their job, they're not happy to get up in the morning and go to this job. This is not fun for them. It's like the kind of job you just want to, when you get wake up in the morning, you want to jump out of bed. You're so happy every morning. I can't believe I get to do this. Maybe it could be something like that. Um, I have a question. So okay. uh, because I, I don't teach them how to create a business. So how, how do I um, create more clarity around this? So what? So you don't help them create the business. You help them with the taking the self care and the getting to know themselves piece. Yes, and like how how to um, manage that sensitivity so it they can use it more as a gift rather than a, a burden. Okay. Uh, well, you know, it strikes me that uh, this gets it steps a little to the side to this idea of hub hub marketing. But it could be that you go to, um, there's two ends to this. One is there might be um, career counselors. You know, maybe these, these people are going and talking to somebody like a career counselor. I'm so sick of my job. What do I do? What's next? There are people who help with that. And you could go to them and you say, look, I don't help them build a new business. I don't help them find a new job. But my thing is helping them really understand themselves so they can make good choices at a really deep level and, and uh, so they're not overwhelmed. So if you know any clients, sometimes these people will bring you in to work with their clients. And that could be the whole marketing strategy you have. And, or it could be uh, people who are business coaches. And you say, look, if you ever have clients like this, uh, I, can, I can sort of get them ready for you. I can get them to a place where, you know, you can become a source of referrals for business coaches. Um, and so, and you can just be very clear. You can say, look, if you're working a job, you want to leave it and start a business. Uh, there's multiple steps to that journey. I don't help with them all. I help with step one. And in my opinion, step one is you've got to get to know your human design. You've got to do some healing. There's got to be some self-care. You've got to have some practices to manage your sensitivity so you can use this as a gift. Because otherwise, when you show up in a business, you'll just get blown away by all the intensity or something like that. And I just want to say, um, Bing's is actually naturally, or or she already is doing a great job with hub marketing because she has a, a medium.com publication that brings together other authentic solopreneurs. So she's already a hub. So this is great extension of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Bing's, the next step on this will be the, the island A then is still a little bit is going to need some work in terms of what I get is they're at a job they want to leave. It sounds like they really want a sustainable, fulfilling business. And there's somewhere in there that you show up. Um, and th there's something about the fact that they are extremely sensitive that is connected to why they think this is gonna be a difficult journey or why it has been a difficult journey. There are questions around, do you wanna work with these, uh, these people who are, these women who've never tried to have a business? Have they tried and failed? You know, what's the perfect moment for you to show up? There's going to be a moment in the journey, it's too soon. There's a moment, it's too late. There's a sweet spot, the breaking point, 
where they finally say, I'm going to deal with this. So that would be the thing I'd reflect on. What's the breaking point? What's the perfect moment where they finally say, I'm going to, I need to deal with this um, uh, sensitivity I have. So that's, that, those would be some of the next steps I'd say. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Beings. And Evelyn, I think, is here as well. And Evelyn's also, uh, you know, checking in from Singapore. So back to back. Hey, Evelyn. Hello. Hi. Good to have you here. So here is Evelyn's statement. And just go ahead and uh, set sure. this up here. And Tad, go ahead. I help women solopreneurs clear their subconscious fears and anxiety about not being good enough so that they can love themselves, confidently align with their potential and manifest the life and business that they'd love. A question for Ted is, what are your thoughts about using words like solopreneurs, subconscious, spiritual, and conscious or conscious entrepreneurs, release energy? Do they sound too jargony? Uh, should we be using their more lay person, even though they may accurately describe what we're offering, who we wish to target? This is a great question. Um, so it depends. It really depends. The, the key distinction is this. Do they identify with those words? If so, use them. But if not, if they don't, if you don't hear them using those words, uh, if when you say it, they're not, oh yeah, that's me. That's the key with this statement, what we're going for. Our only goal in this statement is that when they read it, they say, that's me. Not, that's nice. We don't want them to read it and say, ah, oh, Evelyn, you go get them. Nice work there. <laughs> Good job on that thing you're doing over there. We want our ideal clients to read it and say, wow, that is me. You have nailed the moment I am in my life right now, uh, rather than a diagnosis. So it's it really depends. Uh, now, solopreneurs, to me, that word makes sense kind of intuitively just the meaning of it, your business on your own. Subconscious, I think that's probably well enough understood, but maybe not. It's a bit diagnostic. I mean, it gets to the longer phrase in your piece. Uh, spiritual or conscious entrepreneurs, it's fine as what I would call a big circle. As your ideal client, I think it's fine. It's not that doesn't do much heavy lifting in the marketing though, because nobody in the history of the world has ever woke up in the morning and said, Ah, so glad to be a conscious entrepreneur today. You know, or maybe people have, but it's, it, this is not a common thing. This is not how people identify because they tend to think instead, they might think so great to be a relationship coach today. So great to be a massage therapist, but they're probably not walking. You know, somebody says, what do you do? I'm a conscious entrepreneur. <laughs> I've never heard it anyways. I've never heard somebody say, I'm a spiritual entrepreneur. These tend to be our words. So I just think they're, it's useful for us in our heads but it's limited use in marketing. Release energy, that's, I think, probably jargony. But again, it depends who you're trying to reach. If they're an energy healer and they already get this world, then perfect. Okay, but let's go over this again. I help women entrepreneurs clear their subconscious fears and anxiety about not being good enough. My guess is they're not coming to you saying, I have this strange belief that I'm not good enough, but I can't seem to shake it. So if, that's, if they're not coming to you explicitly for that, if they're not lying in bed at night at 3 a.m. thinking, God, why do I have this belief that I'm not good enough? This is crazy. Look at how much I've achieved in my life. If they're not having that thought, 
I would cut that whole section because that's your diagnosis is what I hear in the diagnosis is that they have a subconscious belief or fear that they're not good enough and that that subconscious fear is creating anxiety in them. That's the, the diagnosis I hear. So then again, the question is, right, if somebody has that belief, that subconscious belief that they're not good enough, what happens in their life? What are the symptoms that that results in? So we take it back to Island A, to the symptom. Um, so they can love themselves. Now that's your diagnosis again, that's not a, a symptom. What I hear you saying is, these people don't love themselves enough. So one of the ways you can tell is it diagnosis or symptom is just, is this what you think they need or is this what they're craving? And that sounds like what you think they need. Oh man, you need some more self-love. Now that's probably true, but it's not useful in this statement. So again, the question is, okay, if people don't love themselves, what are the symptoms of that? Confidently aligned with their potential. Again, I would say that's diagnosis. That's your belief. That's your assessment of the situation that you are not aligned with your potential. Here's the problem. You have this potential and you're out of kilter with that. So we got to get you back in line with that. Um, but again, it doesn't sound like it's a symptom. So you would take it back. Okay, if somebody is really not confidently aligned with their potential, what happens in their life? What doesn't happen? What would be noticeable? And it's so important to make this distinction between um, symptom and diagnosis. So for example, you know, so I was drinking some algae water here. <laughs> so uh, if you get migraines, you know, one take on migraine is it's about uh, dehydration. So if there was a headline that said, uh, struggle with migraines, question mark, if somebody who struggled with migraines would say, oh, that they would pay attention, that's relevant to them. But if the headline said, are you often chronically dehydrated? It's not gonna grab people, you know, because nobody's gonna just say, wait, am I? Whoa, I am. They don't recognize that because that's our diagnosis. It's not their symptom. The symptom is the migraine, the dehydration is our diagnosis. So um, manifest the life and business that they love. Aha, so here we go. So <laughs> they have, um, there's some kind of, uh, yeah, life that they want. They're, so they're a women solopreneur and they wanna create, so it's almost like everything in between could be cut out. The core of it is I help women solopreneurs manifest the life and business that they'd love. And so again, there are a few next steps on this one. Could be even if, without, um, and uh, it could be you even hone in on a particular type of solopreneur, it's service providers, product makers. And the, the big question for me is what's island A for them? I mean, I get it. You help them create the kind of business and life that they love, but what's stopping them? And particularly a question for everyone, what is it in their own mind that's stopping them? Because this is the difference between island A and the diagnosis. Because they might say, oh, well, you know, I would, I would, but I just, I just I, you know, I'm so busy is the thing. And I, I uh, you know, there's just a lot going on. And um, it's just, you know, it's just tough. And, uh, and they have all these things that they think is about. And this is that you're at the bar at 3 a.m. You're both a little drunk. And they say, why am I, why can't I create and manifest this business and life I love? I see everyone on Instagram. They've all got it. I don't have it. Why? And you look at and you say, here's why. Because you don't think you're good enough and you don't love yourself or, or whatever. Yeah. That's where that goes. But it just doesn't go in this statement. 
it's incredibly important. I mean, literally in August, I'm doing a, a 30 day program on point of view marketing. I wrote an ebook on point of view marketing. I have dozens of uh, videos on YouTube about point of view marketing, which is all diagnosis. So this is an important thing, but it's not in this statement. This statement is, well, point of view might appear as I gave an example earlier, but it's probably, this is just island A, island B, maybe a bit of the boat, maybe a bit of point of view, we just want them to read it and say, that is me, you nailed it. Now tell me more, I'm open to hear more. So that's what yeah. I'd say. And, and Tad, just to clarify the, uh, the whole bar at 3M thing, when they come to you, they're asking for the diagnosis, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Bingo. Yeah, yeah because they're, they're tired of being in pain. There's a certain point, the breaking point, the right moment right. where people just wanna know the truth. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, cool, cool. Thank you. Evelyn, is that helpful? Thank you. Yes, very. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you so much. All right. Let's continue on. And we have with us Jason. Hey, Jason. All right. Where, Jason, where are you calling in from? Oh, go ahead and unmute, Jason. I'm based in Fort Lauderdale in Florida. All right. Cool. Okay. So, Jason, here's the statement. Whoops, got it. Okay. So I offer continuing education for coaches and consultants seeking to up-level their skills themselves and their business. Great. Okay. So uh, I know my niching statement above is vague, but I'm thinking, would you recommend a niching statement for each offering versus a general niching statement? Or would it be ideal to have both a general statement uh, with clear audience problem outcome and uh, more specific niching statements for each offering? Yeah, I think it's fine. I mean, this is what you've written there, I would say is a home run on a, what I call the big circle, the ideal client. Great. Or it's just, it's, here's generally what I do. And I think it's fine to have the general level of it. Somebody says, what do I do? I marketing for hippies. I mean, that's broad. And what the hell does that mean? But here's something, a little trick for you all to use a uh, little hack is you can give three examples. So I offer continuing education for coaches uh, and consultants seeking to up-level their skills, such as, bah, 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 you know, these kind of skills, or you know, they're up so you, know, or themselves or their business, for example, and then you can name the top three, the top three main issues. And if you weave that in, then people are like, oh, I get it, because otherwise people say, oh, skills, you mean like uh, web design skills, or they think. You know, this is the danger of the jargon and these broad titles. I was doing one and somebody said, I work with creatives. I said, okay, everyone in the chat below, I want you to write down the three professions you most associate with the word creatives. And we had 15, 20 people and there was almost no overlap. Everyone had a different association. So when we say up level, their skills themselves, their business, if I were to say to everyone here in the chat, what do you think that means? We would have a bunch of different things and we don't fuzzy doesn't help the confused mind says no uh, or worse it says yes and you get a shitty client who's not a fit it's a great here to up level my you know and then you're not offering the thing but on a website in very practical terms what can happen is they come and it's like hey you know uh here's a website for coaches and consultants who want to up level if you want to up level this boom click here this boom click here this click here and it can just direct them to exactly the the space and then on that page you're speaking to that specific thing so then it's like hey you're coaching assault and you're struggling with this now it's a sales that are that's very targeted um 
And so it's, I think it's fine if the homepage is, I mean, shit, the truth is it's helpful if the homepage is just super, super narrow. Uh, you know, that's make, make all of our lives easier when we do that. But, uh, you know, we don't always want to do that. So uh, having three options like that can be really helpful. Yeah, I'm, 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 may I ask a follow-up here? So, so one of the ways that I think about it is kind of like, um, there's the early group who's trying to get their first client, uh, maybe even before they get certified, then you've got the people who want to have like a waiting list and fill up their prep. So going from an emerging coach to an established coach, and then you've got established coaches and beyond and thinking about it in these kind of segments. Mm. Um, but focusing on one versus multiple or one at a time, any thoughts? Yeah, yeah it's okay. So that's great. So what, what uh, Jason has just done is demonstrate that you, you can sometimes have three different target markets. And sometimes though, it's the same person at different stages in their journey. Right. So that's just something for you to all think about. Like, wait, do I have three different target markets or is this just the same person at stage one, two, and three? So the most important thing is to really hone in, okay, what's island A and island B for each of those? Hmm. What's the problem? What's the symptoms they have at this level? What are they craving at this level? Because it's different at, at those three levels. Um, and uh, of course, you know, there, there is an option where you could say, you know what, I really prefer that middle level. Or actually, I prefer working with the senior coaches. And you just really focus on that and the whole website gets built around that. Uh, that's certainly a, a possibility. Uh, but otherwise, I think it's fine. You just hone the big circle as much as you can. And sometimes this will be honed by your point of view, your vibe, your perspective. So, you know, it could be like a continuing, like a punk rock continuing education for coaches and consultants. Uh, there's a woman in my membership program, Nick Danu, who's a, uh, hair, uh, she was a hairstylist and she teaches yoga. And she's got a punk rock ethic. And she's got this niche of yoga for hairstylists. It's too good because they stand all day. Their back gets jacked. And so there's very predictable things that happen. So she can have uh, very um, targeted, you know, uh, help for them. And she's got a punk rock ethic. So it's like, man, your Instagram, that's easy. You just share all the punk rock stuff you're interested in. You share yoga things, but you also share hairstylist memes. I'm sure there's a whole universe of that none of us know about. Uh, so that, you know what I'm saying, just who she is, her, the punk rockness could have a, a, a presence there. So there may be something like that for you, where it's like, hey, I, I work with coaches and consultants. So you're marketing for hippies, for example. There's a particular brand of entrepreneurs, just not all entrepreneurs, this is hippies. Um, and so maybe there's something like that for you of, uh, you know, I work with redneck coaches and consultants, or I work with, you know, left-wing radical coaches and consultants, you know, anarchists, whatever, there may be something like that to consider that could help hone who it is for. There also might be something to hone in terms of how you do it. Uh, maybe there's a certain style you have that could, could help hone the big circle as well. Um, Would that include a modality, like a modality that I use, or should I shy away from that in the... Uh... If it's core through all of them. Like uh, Jason is, uh, you know, expert at NLP, but a particular school of thought within NLP called neurosemantics. So NLP is well known. Yeah. So that, yeah, that could be, um, it, I would just say it depends. Like if that's what you're really offering, if that's the core thing, if that's what they're coming for, then yeah, I offer a continuing NLP based education for coaches and consultants. Hmm. 
I mean, that could, yeah, that could be, because people, I used to, my workshops say, you know, there's island A, island B, there's the boat. Nobody gives a shit about your boat. <laughs> it's mostly true, but it's not entirely true. Because the truth is I went through something real traumatic years ago and I was looking for a trauma therapist. And I just, I'd come read Peter Levine's book about a trauma. And I, so I thought I'm looking for somebody who does somatic experiencing and I wouldn't mind if they had nonviolent communication too, because those are two modes. And so I was literally looking for Edmonton somatic experiencing nonviolent communicate and hoping something would show up. So people do look for the boat. And if they're looking for a business coach who's also got NLP, then that's um, probably gonna be very compelling to them. So it could be, yeah. So thank you. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for coming, Jason. Yeah. Tamar. By okay. the way, um, yeah. I got a little extension. My friend's going to be running a little late, so I can stick around a little while. Okay, well, just let us know, uh, Tad. Yeah. Um, all right. And Tomar. Tomar. It's, it's, yeah. And Tomar has been actually working on the statement, uh, <laughs> you know, all day. Not all day. But, but when, once I put it out here, I noticed she made some changes. So even the process itself of putting it here is already, hopefully oh. it's already helpful. <laughs> um, because I watched that wonderful video of the last one you did, Ted. Which I really will link brilliant. below for those who are watching this later. Um, uh, we, we actually had a, a similar type of experience last year. And yeah, uh, yeah that, that was helpful too. Bullseye after bullseye. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So Tomar uh, or Tad, go ahead and here's the statement. Yeah. Okay, so you said, I work with light workers, healers and intuitives and those longing to help heal, heal the world can't move forward because they're stuck in confusion, fear, or lack of confidence. I help them understand and dissolve their blocks and connect deeply to their purpose so they can liberate their energy and their true potential. Okay. Again, I would say this is a good big circle. It's a good broad um, uh, ideal client kind of beginning. Uh, it's a good foundation. And what what's the moment they usually come to you tomorrow? Like when do they, what's the moment they usually appear in in, in your life where they, they finally they're ready. You, you know, I want to say the word despair. It's like this never ends and I, I'm given I I'm just giving up on myself. I, I don't think I can do this. I'm not no. I don't have what it I don't have what it takes. It's not happening. Or what's not happening? Well, it's like this tremendous okay, what people feel is sometimes uh, it could be, I, I feel like, I know I'm so full of gifts, you know, that are ready, like an apple tree that wants to be picked. I'm full of these gifts, these apples, but, but there's nothing to, no basket to put them in. Or it could also be, I don't know what it is I'm here to do. I just know I have to help. I just uh -huh. have to help the world. So it could be, you know, both of those or one or the other, but then there's this sort of locked in syndrome, like, I know I'm supposed to do it. I know I somehow have that in me or I wouldn't feel this, but I can't find it. I can't reach it. And I, I, don't, I don't know how to give it form. And, you know, I see other people doing things, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So a lot of it is feeling lost. And I've tried this and I've tried that and nothing, nothing's going anywhere. Yeah, so they're at a point where they haven't even started a business, a project. They just have this inside them. Sometimes they haven't, and sometimes they do have a kind of, you know, a, a hobby business, so to speak. You know, like I do some massage, I do some this, I do some tarot readings, but it's not not making any money, and it's not that's not really it's not really happening. Or I've been doing this for 
age is on the side, but I think I just want to take it to the next level and make it a real business now. And, you know, I want to, I, I want to commit more to what I'm here for. Like I've been playing it safe. Yeah. There's a lot of fear and a lot of unworthiness and, um, What's the fear? What's the fear of what might happen? What's the worst? Well, 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 you know, Ted, I'm sure you know this. <laughs> Very common syndrome among light workers is a tremendous fear of being visible, mm-hmm. tremendous fear of being attacked, being people, you know, whatever it is. And of course, I believe a lot of that comes from past life memories, real true history, because we know what's happened on this mm-hmm. planet. And whether it's past life or not, we know what's happened. Um, to people who who have been light workers or healers or herbalists or whatever psychics, so there's that somehow a kind of semi-conscious or unconscious fear. That's not what they name it. It's more like, um, you know, it's like I just can't connect the, th- the. There's often a feeling of um, helplessness. Mm-hmm not being strong not not feeling supported not feeling really grounded it's a lot of fantasy a lot of wishful thinking yeah so okay so well part of what i hear is similar to jason's situation in a way of their different moments they're at mm. this may be the first thing is to distinguish what are the different moments they appear uh, mm. so one moment sounds like um i haven't started anything mm. there's something in me to start, I know there's a, a project or a business or something. Number one, mm-hmm. number two, could be um, the uh, uh, I've started something like you're saying. It's a hobby. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it on the side, but it doesn't make any money. And something has changed, and that's worth lingering over. Is what changed in their mm-hmm. life? Because sometimes right. they got fired. And now it, I, this is going to be my income or it just, they woke up one morning. It's like, this is, I want to spend more time on this. Maybe their job was shitty. Maybe they break up. I don't know what it is, but something mm-hmm. has happened where now they're going to take it more seriously. And it's, so it's not just a hobby. And the other one might be, no, this is full time. And yet I can feel something is blocking me. That's right. Internally from, from growing this to the level I want it to be. And I think it's like, I'm so scared to be, yeah, visible. And I notice I go to put things on social media or emails and I just, I just can't, or I don't, or I avoid it. And I'm starting to think, wait, this, I know how to do this technically and I'm not doing it and something's holding me back. So, you know, that could be a simple version of those three moments. Yeah. So then they come to your site. It's, Hey, if you're this one, click here. If you're this one, click here. If you're this one, yeah. click here. And, and just on a very physical level, a lot of people just don't have the first clue how to create a business. That's sure. the other thing. What do I do first? And then what do I do? You know, how do I make this happen? Yes. Um, sure. I think that the, you know, the desire, yes, of course, someone could have lost a job or suddenly needs more money or, you know, that's go that goes on. But there's also something in the world. It's like, you know, things are getting more yeah. serious, more scary, more disturbing. And I feel like I have to do something. Beautiful. I, I felt that in there, in what you were writing about the. So I would, I would name that explicitly as mm-hmm. well is i mean to me that's the big circle is you are you see what's happening in the world and you can see that it's an all hands on deck 
That's know. what I often say. That's right. And it's and and every we all everyone's needed, and you you know you've got something to give. And yes. you know, my, my guess is it may depend on the age of them, but you're perhaps they're they're like I only have so many summers left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Count. I want. I don't want to die with my music still inside. Yes, I have that on my homepage. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. I, want to, I want to leave everything on the table, you know. That's right, right. I talk about there being a double urgency when you're older. It's like the 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 world's clock is ticking and your clock is ticking at the same time. Beautiful. So that's a great example of articulating a moment. Yes. Yeah. So and then it's right. So you feel this urgency, and you're probably in one of these three moments. Mm -hmm. Each of those moments has a bit of a different need. You know, yes. starting a business, you just need somebody to help brainstorm it, help you get clear, help you figure out some direction uh, mm -hmm. as a general, uh, what are your gifts? What's your purpose? Help with that. And now, if you've already got something and you want to take it beyond a hobby, well, there's a different, and this is where the diagnosis can come in. But, you know, you say, look, at this moment, here's the symptoms, here's what you're craving, and here's what's most needed at this level of uh, developing a business some very practical things, but also, you know, here's the inner and the outer things that are needed. I could see doing that on all three. On yes. Level, what's needed is this on the outer level, what's needed are these things. And oh, then that's at that brilliant. Level, yeah, at the third level where you're, uh, you're already doing it, but you just know there's something holding you back or it's just, you, you can feel that it's go time. I feel like there's another level of me and my work needed. I don't know what that is. Well, here's what you need internally and here's what you need externally. And, you know, so at that third level, I can see it's, yeah, I, I mean, you've got to, um, this is a real grow up time. This is, you got to, you got to let go of a lot of shit in your life. A lot of the past hurts and resentments, you, you got to move past them. You got to, um, the playing yeah. small to the extent that you've been doing that, you've got to let that go. There's a, you know, and, and here's, and it can be, it's a very, candid firm this is what's needed at those levels so that's again moves into the point of view marketing and mapping yeah and that's that really resonates with me tags that's, that's what i feel this is go time this is go time that i would put that that phraseology that's go time it's all hands on deck you know yeah. you look at the world and you see all these things happening and you mm -hmm. feel um you know i, I can see on, on one level you feel gutted and on the other level you feel galvanized Beautiful. That's right. That's a, oh my God, that's so powerful. One level you feel gutted, another level you feel galvanized. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Laura, so good to see you, Paula. So great to see you, Chad. <laughs> I don't know if we have time for another one or two, but uh, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you, uh, yeah, determine that. Okay. So um, next up, we have, am I already sharing the screen? Yeah, I think I am. Okay, next up we have um, Ilana. Ilana, are you still here? I'm here. All right, wonderful. Yeah, Hi there. Yes. Got you sharing the screen within sharing the screen. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah, let me, let me, let me reshare this actually. Um, I was trying to get clever and share two, two different things, but I just, I'm going to just stick with one. It's a little simpler. Okay. So Ilana, here is her statement. Yeah, it's a bit of a and, mess. Oh, and then you have a, you have a something added. Okay, good. Okay, so um, it's a bit of a mess. Oh well, maybe we should just you know skip it. <laughs> 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 here we go. 
Ilana says, I help women do something they felt afraid to do, but always wanted to do, like travel, learn a new skill, lift weights, basically pushing their edge in service to feeling more confident in their lives. Or I help women who think it's too late to try something new. Women over 40 who feel like time is running out and they haven't lived yet. I love this. Okay, this is great. Um, so it, on one level, it's too broad. It's, I don't get it at one level and another level, I totally get it. Um, it's, it's broad in that it's not a specific thing to do, but what Alana has nailed here is the moment in somebody's life. And this is the, if, if you're looking for the, the trophy, if you're looking for the gold star in this kind of exercise, that's what you're trying to do. You're articulating a moment in somebody's life and they say, they read it and say, that's where I am right now. That's, are you spying on me? That's eerie. That's exact. I was thinking that this morning. That's what we're going for. So this idea of time's running out. They haven't lived yet. Oh my God, I want to try something new. The thing I'll say that here's why I know this is good uh, is and has, a, has some, some spark to it is I just start getting ideas. Oh, well, you could do this and this and this. And it just strikes me this would be an amazing online community. This yeah, I'm thinking that. Yeah, this would be one hell of a membership program where it could be like, look, you're going to be in a community of women and like once a month, you're going to do something you're afraid to do. This is going to, and you're going to be cheering each other on. You're going to be supporting each other on pushing that edge. Um, oh, man, that would be just, I think that's got some real legs to it. Um, you know, and they kind of like a little progress log that they do every month they report in, you know, every month they, they get to be on a little group call. And, okay, what did you do? What was the thing? And if you didn't, why not? And let's talk about that, you know? Um, yeah, what have been the sticking points? And you could have a, I mean, my God, the testimonials you could get the, you know, boy, by the end of this year, I'd done 12 things I thought I would never do. I've never felt more alive. I feel so energized, you know, in my life. Uh, it's been wonderful. And it's very, the thing I also like about this is it's very practical. It's like, there's a specific thing and you'll know when it's happened. That's an Island B. That's a really good definition of Island B. Island B is the result and it's achievable. You know, and was it neuro-linguistic programming? They talked about that. It's just like, there's a evidence something. <laughs> Jason's just saying, yeah, uh, but there, there's, there's, there is evidence. How would you know you achieved this damn thing anyways? And that's sometimes when you look at the Island B, you look at it and say, like, how would they know a KPI? That's, I was going to say, Jason, it's KPI. I mean, I, I didn't want to, you know, you're the NLP guy. I didn't want to embarrass you. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you, you have this, because if it's like, I'm going to help you have a more expansive sense of your, yourself. Well, cool, but how are they going to know? Yeah, what's the key progress indicator? The performance indicator? Uh, the, uh, yeah, what's the evidence? How would you know? So this is great because you will have it, here's something, you know, uh, and there's, you'll know you've done it because it's a discrete something. And, uh, and, but then let's say if you're building a community, then part of the, the craving they may have is actually to be a part of that community. That may be a part of Island B. Mm -hmm is you know you you you're over 40 you're looking at the rest of your life and oh this is i'm glad you brought this one up because there's another island there's island a there's island b 
and there's a few other islands, but the, one of them is Island Z or Island Z, which is, that's the nightmare they have on island, of what will happen if they never get off Island A. Right. I can't tell you how many yeah. women, women I know who have the secret fear that they'll end up a bag lady. Yep. Oh, seriously. Yep. Or, um, you know, how many of us have that fear of, you know, you're visiting your great aunt or uncle or grandparents who've completely lost it to dementia in the home. And you think, gosh, shoot me. Don't let me get here. Oh God. You know, there's a fear of what will happen if I don't take care of myself or a friend of mine was a nurse and she could see all that her colleagues who are nurses, they get to 65. They often get cancer. Mm-hmm. They're, depressed and there's a high level of suicide after they retire because they give everything 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 and then they you know anyway you'd think they they would want to leave and retire and they'd be okay but there's this boy anyways she could see them and she was sitting there with one of her colleagues and saying well you know in 20 years you know well talking as if my friend was still going to be and she just looked at her just oh god no so this can be one of the questions is who is it these women are looking at who they think don't let that happen to me. Mm. I don't want to be that one. And this is very helpful for all of you to think about this with your clients. There's, there's two good questions that can really help you home the niche at Island A and B. So for Island A, who is it they don't want to end up as? What's that situation they never want to find themselves in that when they look at it, they just shudder? Fuck no. Island B, who do they envy and why? Who are those people they look at and they think, oh my God, I wish, I wish I could be like that woman, eat, pray, love. Oh, that's my dream to do something like that. I never could though, but they envy them. Yeah. So who do they um, fear becoming or, and then who do, who do they envy? And yeah. And then you just hone that, you massage it in. And, and that can be the headline. Hey, do you not want to end up? Or it's just in the copy, you look at your family, you look at your friends and colleagues at work and they're tired and they, they're full of regrets and bitterness about their life. And you think, I don't wanna go like that. And then you see, you, know, you see these movies or you read these books and you have friends who do these outrageous things and you think I never could. And oh, here's another thing, because one of the things that fits into this niching thing of what we're known for is the bigger why. Are you familiar with Simon Sinek's work? Yes, yeah. I was reading this, um, oh man, extraordinary book, fellow uh, Martin Prechtel, a brand new book of his called uh, Rescuing the Light. And um, this isn't even my copy. But he he talks about hope. And he had a beautiful way of saying it's, it's like it, basically instead of being obsessed with hope, you become the hope for somebody. Mm-hmm. You don't try to get it. You become it. Mm-hmm. You become a source of hope. And so I, I could see a similar thing in terms of a bigger why. Now, I often say this with marketing and I say, I mean, will marketing help you make more money? Yeah, <laughs> obviously. But there's reasons to get good at it that are much more important than that. One of them is if you're more successful, how many people sit there at a job they hate and they look at people like us and they think, oh, maybe I could have my own business. But if they see that once they get to know the situation, we are miserable and struggling, they don't take the leap. And like Tomar said, hey, it's all hands on deck right now. The world's on fire. We really need everybody involved. But if they look at people like that, so 
it's like, hey, by joining this program, yeah, you're going to have some amazing experiences, but think about the younger women in your life. Mm -hmm. Think about all those young ones that are looking at you and -hmm. think what your example would mean to them. If at the end of the year, you know, you'd, I don't know, you'd gone skydiving, you'd broken up with that shitty boyfriend, you got a new job, you moved, you painted your home outrageous colors, little things, big things that just seemed impossible. You shaved your head, you got a mohawk, you changed your style entirely. What would it mean for them to see one incarnated real life example of somebody who was willing to do these things? Yeah. You know, it, most, you could be that crazy aunt. You know, I mean, uh, Clarissa Pinkola Estes talks about this a lot. Yeah, the, the, the crazy ants, the dangerous ant. It's like, man, you're, yeah, you're dangerous. You, like you could be that. And this will change the life of a lot of people and you'll never know. Thank you. That's all very helpful. You certainly captured the um, essence and everything you shared of, of what I was going for. And you, you mentioned it was too broad on one hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, so I guess I'll, I will just sort of narrow that down. Well, it's, I don't know if you need to actually. Okay. Okay. It's too, it's too broad in the, in the way of, I help people do stuff they've never done. It's like, well, that, what is stuff? Right. But I, th- I think it's fine. You just give a number of, ex- this is one of those like top three example yeah. things, you know, things yeah. they've never done, such as blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then they say, oh, I get the flavor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, shit, then, then you want it, social media content? There's your social media content. Oh my God, this woman in the membership just did the most amazing thing. Yeah. You just share stories yeah. all day long. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate awesome. it. Amazing Thank work. You. Thank you. Thanks, Ilana. Thanks, Tad. Okay. All right. Um, Tad, do we have time for one more? One Quick more. one. Okay, great. And Carrie, uh, you are up. Thanks for your patience. Hey, Carrie, where are you zooming in from? I'm near San Francisco. All right. I uh, spent a bunch of time in uh, Santa Cruz, California uh, mm-hmm. the, in the mid-90s. And the, here's, a, here's a mortifying thing. The kids are saying uh, in the 1900s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you're getting old. In, that, in the last century. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. So I help midlife women who are stuck or lost in their own lives have given their all to their families and groups who knows there is more, uh, go from good to great while discovering their way to clarity, confidence, and freedom. Okay. So midlife women, great. You know, when they are, uh, that's, that's a big question. When, when, not just who are they, but when are they, that's the, what's the perfect moment to show up. Yeah. Um, Women who feel stuck or lost in their own lives. So this is where I would hone it a bit more. What is the nature of that stuckness or lostness? Are they um, is it all over their life? You know, career, health, money, uh, spirituality. So is the, and is there a particular yeah tenor, a flavor, a, a tone? to the lostness, how long has it been going on? And I also find myself wondering like, okay, <laughs> one of the questions I'll often ask is, so what? You know, people actually go to uh, corn labyrinths to get lost. That's literally what they're aiming for. Some people, you, you, do, you go into one, <laughs> one of those rooms, the, the, 
you know those the rooms where you can't get out of has been all the rage lately uh -huh. the, escape the, the escape rooms yeah. people literally go to get stuck yeah so i'm like okay so they're lost and they're stuck that sounds sweet people pay money for those so what's the problem who gives a shit why do why would they care that they're stuck and lost what's so and this is a, an important thing to make a distinction between the situation and the problem yeah, like okay. that's the so, so it's like that they're going to implode if they don't make a change because basically they've they've lost like as women tend to do they've lost themselves over the years giving 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 and so they know that there's something that they haven't fulfilled within themselves and so they may not even know what direction to turn or or what to do they just know there's something and they need some help with clarity um, to discover it to discover more about themselves where their ease is, how decisions are best made for them. Um, just a different way of experiencing their life is really just getting off the treadmill, the routine, the dreaded routine. Yeah, so that's great. So that's the kind of stuff that appears in this. What you, the thing that most grabbed me from what you said is that they're about to explode. That's a great articulation of the a perfect moment to show up. Yes. Yeah. So they're at a point where they, they, look, they, they just know there's something in me to do. There's some change I need to make. The question I would have is, are they clear what that is at all? Or are they just, there's something, there's a formless welling up inside of me and I'm going to burst. It can be both from my experience with who I'm working with. It can be both that. So that could be two different things. They click on the homepage too. It could be, you just feel this pressure inside of you. You're going to burst. So click here if you have no idea uh, what it is and click here if you actually know the thing you need to do. Because that could be, to me, those are two different processes. True. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so yeah, because they've given their, their lives to their family and career. Uh, yeah, and so again, there's something that's happened that's had them say, I don't wanna give everything to them anymore. Yeah, I think it's this point in life where the kids are independent enough, they don't need yeah. constant care, and they're looking at how much time is left, right? And is this the experience I want to have where I'm just kind of feeling like, who am I? You know, um, so it's, it is that moment in time where there's an opening of time that they can give to themselves. Yeah, as Bings is saying, the empty nesters, I mean, it sounds like. Um, they can be empty nesters or even before that. Okay. Yeah. It's just when they don't have to be taking care of their kids so much, like when they're little. Got it. Calling them around everywhere. So I'd say teenagers to empty nesters. Yeah. Yeah. At the midlife crisis, totally. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah, definitely. Right. So it's, yes, yeah, so their, their kids are older. They have the freedom. They suddenly have space that they just didn't have before. Mm -hmm. And it's, they're seeing some discretionary time and energy. It's like, wait, what if I just didn't give that away? <laughs> what if I kept some of that for me? What could I do? And I actually feel really excited either about a formless something or a formed something. Do you, do you have a, a draw or a preference to just helping them figure out or helping them achieve a thing they already know? Uh, so I help them figure out how to make decisions. I help them figure out when they're doing things that energize them versus deplete them. Mm -hmm. I help them understand when they're 
I'll say living more in their shadow self by their thoughts and behaviors and how to course correct to get into their, their best light. Yeah. So really the same process for all of them um, versus a specific destination. It's learning how to find their, because it's self-discovery. So it's it's learning how to, which I didn't put there, um, which it's. And, well, and here, this becomes the big question is, are they craving self-discovery or is that what you think they need? Yeah, well, they're craving a different way and they don't know the way. So they're looking for a different way to approach how they're making decisions and going about life, yeah. Right, they're aware something about this giving everything away to my friends and career yeah. and family has not been working. And, and so I gotta, now are they aware, when they come to you, are they, are they cognizant of that, that man, I've given everything away to everybody else. I haven't taken care of myself. Yeah, they're cognizant of that. And also there could be a, a threshold of some change coming. Like they, they could be becoming empty nesters. They be, could be becoming close to uh, retirement. Um, yeah, can, yeah. can I just go backwards for a second? You made a comment, is it the same person in different phases of life? This is that person who's had their college career might not have, or choice might not have been the right choice for their major. Their first 10 years of working might not have fit, but they did it anyhow. They pushed through. Then they gave all their energy to family and career. And now they're at that midway point. And it might even be the retired ones who've been on just the treadmill, like unfulfilled. And now they have this space where they can leave their legacy or find their purpose or whatever they're wanting to still do. Why haven't they made these changes up till now? Because they haven't known how. They haven't known what's the right thing for them. They've been lost from themselves, disconnected. Yeah, but do they, is that changed now? That hasn't changed them, but that's what they want, is they want help shifting. And yeah, that's why they're frustrated, because they haven't gotten to where they want to be. Yeah, it's, so I would just say that's the thing to keep holding. What's this perfect moment? What's the breaking point? What's the, okay. what's the, because they haven't known I just find myself, is it they haven't known like what to do, like they haven't had a direction? Well, it could be you know, maybe that they also, for, for whatever reason, some the space is opening up, moving ahead, something clicks where they say, now I see the direction. Now I see a possibility. Uh, that could be the thing. Or it's just, uh, I'm pregnant and I don't know if it's a boy or a girl, but I know I'm pregnant with something. I think it's more like they've made decisions that just haven't fit right. So they've made a series of decisions. Do they have regrets? Yes, for sure they have regrets. Yeah, okay. They don't uh, want to have regrets anymore. Yeah, this is okay, great. So that, I'm, and I'm hearing within that, there's a similar thing I was saying with the last one about the, you're looking at people around you and you think, I don't want my life to end up like that. Exactly, yes, it, it is similar, yeah. Yeah, so I can see articulating that this, yeah, you don't wanna, you've seen so many people die or, or, or get older and they never did the thing. Right. And it was just too late. Oh, well, we'll go on vacation, you know, once we retire and then a heart attack and they never did it. They never did the thing. And you're just, wait, I can't wait anymore. Yeah, this is urgent. This is now, yeah, the clock is ticking on this. Um, 
And is there a timeline that you, because I'm thinking this, this could be a program like one year to a new life or something. Oh, it's a five month program. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. It could be a half a year to a new, to a new life, really. And one thing, that, Carrie, you haven't mentioned at all here is the, yeah. the fact that it is an extremely creative program. I mean, Carrie's an artist. She, the, the program is a lot of art involved in it. So that's part of, I think, the draw yeah, and sure. what makes it unique. Yeah, it's, it's, it's four different methods, some science-based, some ancient wisdom-based, but art is the commonality on how they integrate it. And we create art projects based on their learnings about themselves. So that just helps make it experiential and integrate the work amazing so this to me is is um well th there's two possibilities one is it's it's just point of view uh I'm not saying just to diminish it but it goes further down the sales letter we say look you're lost here's the thing one of the best ways to figure out what's up for you is is not to be thinking it through rationally but using art and this is uh, you know a really yes get out of the brain yeah out of the brain powerful yeah. So it's used as the that, but it could also be in the headline where it maybe it's, you know, you're, you feel lost and you, you feel like you've got something creative in you to do and you don't even know where to start. Hey, you start with this program. We're gonna start you out real easy with some simple art projects, uh, but it will get you going on the creativity and also give you some experience with different types of art. And you, you may decide you wanna keep going or you'll at least uh, kind of wet your whistle on this stuff. Uh, so I can see that. Yeah, it does appeal to those who want to be creative, but it's really not about the art. That's the part of the method. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Um, but the people who are coming are, the women who are coming are definitely enjoying the art processes. That's, that's part of the appeal for sure. Yeah, so then maybe it's just more of a point of view piece. And you could, I mean, if with permission, you could share some of the art that people have come up with. Like, here's some of the things, and you know, I could see very powerful in the sales that are case studies. Here's, and you, yeah. you know, they could be anonymous or not, depending on their preference. But here's this person that came in the program with this. Uh, these are the pieces of art they produced. This is what it meant to them. Here's what they had to say at the end. Boom. Yeah, and I have some of that on my website, and I have a gallery of the, all the art projects as well. Amazing. The more, just for everyone, the more you can do case studies, the better. Case studies are so much better than testimonials. This is where it comes okay. alive because what you're doing is the, the whole, everything we've been doing in these statements, you're turning into a story, a real life story. So you're saying Island A, Island B. Okay. And, um, and they have a bookend to them. Yeah, okay. there's Island A, Island B is the bookending of it. Uh, one of my clients, Larissa Noonan, uh, larissanoonan.com. She works with people who grew up in fun. They want to be witchy, witchy healers, but they grew up in fundamentalist Christian homes and had a kind of fucked up childhood. So uh, that gets in the way of them doing this witchy healing stuff. And her bio, the opening and closing sentence were so great is the opening sentence of her bio. And this is a good thing to think about with your bio, which is, by the way, everything we've been working on here especially if you're in the healing arts, because you're saying, here's my story of that exact same journey I'm taking you on. So the opening sentence was something like, I grew up afraid I was going to burn in hell. I think that's the opening sentence. And the last sentence is, I no longer fear burning in hell. Very powerful. Island AB. So you can do that with a bio. You can also do it with a case study. I came into this program 
feeling so stuck and lost in my life and no idea where to go. And at the end of it, you know, I did this art project, this art project, and at the end, wow, here's what happened for me. And you can also intersperse it with things you saw, things you noticed and little interactions you had in the program, you know, you clear it by them. But those kinds of case studies, it brings it alive. There was a, when I was in the UK, I did a marketing workshop and somebody, I think I was talking about this and somebody said, I'll give you an example. It said, my kid was looking at art colleges. There were four art colleges that she was looking at in the UK at the time. Three of the art colleges, it was just, their websites were me, me, me. All right, enough about me. Let's talk about you. What do you think about me? You know, it was that kind of a self-referential everything. But the fourth one had all these case studies. Here's our alumni and here's what they're doing. And she read all of them because that was her island B. I want to be where they are. Uh, Verge Permaculture, uh, .ca, I think it is, .com in, in uh, Calgary, their permaculture company. They spent $10,000 on videos, but the videos, it wasn't a $10,000, hey, we're Verge Permaculture, we're amazing. They picked 10 of their grads and they made a little, like 10 minute film about each of them. It, amazing. So you had these people saying, yeah, I went to Verge Permaculture Training. And like, now here's our homestead. And you just know people are watching things saying, but that's what I want. They could help me get that thing that in, they got that person in real life. So case studies, uh, if you can do them, if you can get them. And if actually it's the perfect timing, in about two weeks, we're ending this next session. So that's perfect. Um, Speaking of perfect timing, let's um, let's actually wrap this up, given that, Tad, you probably need to get going. And yeah, and um, and uh, the rest of it as well. So um, let's continue the conversation underneath the video. Um, and, you know, if there are any questions, I could I could send it to Tad. Well, for a limited time anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to do that. And um, we'll just continue from there. So thank you so much, Tad. Thank you, Carrie. Sorry. Sorry that we couldn't go longer, but I think this is this is plenty. I think for everybody here to to think about, and um, yeah, thank you so much, everybody, for being here. And Tad, thank you for your awesome work. I'll be sure, of course, to put all the links. Is there anything, Tad, you want to say as we end? Is there a particular program that's coming up or that's tied to this that you, that people should know about? Uh, no, but there is a program coming up. The shameless plug: if you go to slash pov 30 day point of view 30 day uh it's a 30-day program coming up in august around um this whole idea of yeah point of view marketing yeah and i'm there really, i'm super proud of it this is of everything i talk about in marketing this is i think the thing i'm most um compelled by i'm most proud of because once you've figured out your niche that's the relevance piece but the very next question that people have is um is the credibility piece they want to know well how are you going to help me do this? What's the premise? What's the, yeah. So uh, I really, uh, and you might want to just check it out because there are a number of videos on the sales letter and links at the very bottom of um, the help make the case for this point of view thing. So whether or not you sign up for the program, literally on the sales letter with the videos and the links, there's a ton of really great inspiration there. And um, yeah, so thank you so much, everyone. And we'll uh, see you. Uh, down the road sometime perhaps awesome thank you so much tad thank you everybody see you later my cat wants to go out so this is a great time for us to, to complete thank you so much everyone take care bye-bye